Welcome to another episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and also a best-selling author. And every single day, I help others unlock the potentials and guide them to succeed. Today, I have an amazing guest. This person absolutely saved my life. He got my sleep back. A few months ago, uh, my back was sore, my legs were sore, and I couldn't get a full night's sleep. And after a few sessions with this guy, I was able, able to sleep like a baby once again and absolutely very, very grateful for him. He's, in fact, also an athlete, too. He's ran in three Ironmans and also represented in the World Championships in Hawaii. Absolutely amazing. Now, each one of us also understand the concept of bringing your car in for a tune-up making sure it's in top shape every single month, every single year and all that kind of stuff. So why not our own bodies? Why don't we bring our bodies in for a checkup every now and then? And that's why we have to find our chiropractor. We have to go and get that tune up every now and then on a consistent basis so that we could perform in our top notch uh, performance. Now, I also know that people come from long distances to see this guy and have his magic hands work on them. So please welcome three-time Ironman, <laughs> business owner, and also the doctor of chiropractic, Dr. Daryl Morin. Thank you so much, Wong. Awesome. Hey, being here. So what's up? How, how are things going in the chiropractic world? Oh, it's been an uh, interesting year for sure. Um, I've been uh, trying to navigate this uh, ship. I have two clinics and uh, one I, I just see all my old friends at and I have uh, associates there that see new patients. Uh, so just trying to keep these two ships going in the right direction and making sure we're doing anything responsibly and following health orders and still trying to keep people well at the same time. It's been a challenging year, but you know what? There have been many COVID blessings and lots of things learned. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting year. What would you say was the biggest thing that you kind of have to maneuver around because of this whole thing? Oh, well, it's evolved so much. Um, I'm trying to stay abreast of uh, what's going on with, um, you know, the uh, transmission of the disease and um, vaccinations. And because and people are asking me questions all the time about these things as their, as their healthcare provider. And uh, so just staying abreast of that and making sure my information is correct. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it hasn't been because it keeps changing. But uh, we're, it's been an eye opener, I think, for a lot of people. Um, how inexact the science of medicine is. They're realizing, you know what, there is no for sure right answer. I mean, different jurisdictions have done things different ways and with varying degrees of success. And they're finding out the, why it's called an art and a science. Um, it, there is a lot to, you know, uh, change as, as things evolve and more information comes in. So just staying on top of that, that's why I've, it's been a while since I've taken a vacation, finally going next week. I think things are okay to go now. And, uh, uh, get back and get out of this, uh, get out of this year, hopefully soon. Awesome. Yeah. I, I was just, we were just talking before how I've, I've been seeing you for what, three, four, almost five months now. And yeah. this is the first time I've seen you full face. Yeah. <laughs> there's the, there's the beard. This is my winter coat, uh, but it's, it, it'll be coming off when, the, when spring takes a good hold. That's for sure. Awesome. Now, how, what does, um, what did you go through to go, you know what? This is the part I'm passionate about. I want to work on chiropractic. I want to do this for a living. And kind of share with us that journey. Oh boy, that's a, that's a great story. Um, it involves skiing. A lot of pivotal moments in my life have involved, involved skiing for some reason. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not an awesome skier. Uh, I started when I was 15, but one day I fell on my head skiing. I was probably trying to impress some girls and uh, 
did a jump, fell on my head and um, didn't really have the terminology at the time, but I was severely concussed. I was 17 years old and I went from an honor student on academic probation. I was at a private school here in Edmonton. And um, my medical doctor I was seeing at the time after three months um, said, finally, don't tell anyone I said this, but go see a chiropractor. I said, a chiro what? I didn't even know what it was. I went to this chiropractor, Dr. Redpath. He did one adjustment on me, which scared the dickens out of me because he didn't tell me he was going to make a noise. And I um, thought he broke my neck. I was driving back to my dorm room thinking that I uh, was seeing double. And I'm like, I'm never going back to that crackpot again. <laughs> but that night I slept. And I was able to get my life back, essentially. So down the road, I was still planning on being a, a medical doctor, like, cause I, I went back to university, I got into university and that was my plan. And then after volunteering in the hospital and just seeing how it wasn't really a positive place, it just didn't seem like it was for me. And uh, I went uh, through a bi biochemistry degree, um, loved biochemistry, loved it a lot, considered being a biochemist, but then decided you know, I'm going to follow that, that thing that changed my life and try and change other people's lives. And, um, you know, it's not always a story like that. When you get, get a new patient, sometimes it's, it's a life-changing thing. Sometimes it's just a, you know, they think it's a minor thing, but you know what, a little rock in your shoe, your whole life, it makes your life just a little bit less enjoyable. And it can make a, a little thing like that can make a big difference. It's did not always ever, dramatic though. Did you ever go back to that doctor and that chiropractor and go, you know what? You, you completely direct me into this path. I absolutely have. He's been my mentor um, all, my, uh, all my career. And he just recently retired. And uh, yes, I have told him that he changed my life. And um, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't see him, you know? Mm -hmm. it, wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be good. <laughs> <laughs> now, you kind of alluded it during your story about how the doctor told you, don't tell this to anybody, but go see a chiropractor. Yeah. Now, why do you think that is like, the, the norm? Why, why do you think not many people actually go, you know what, go see a chiropractor before you go see a doctor? Yeah, do you know what? It's, uh, it's an interesting thing. I've got doctors that are patients of mine, they're medical doctors that are patients of mine, and they still don't refer people here, because they're kind of worried what their what their colleagues, I think, are going to say. I don't know. It's, they, they come from a, a just a standard of practice, really. Uh, I mean, the history goes way back in, in terms of chiropractic and medicine not getting along. I mean, it, there's a lot of myths. I mean, even Dear Abby, if you've heard of that name, Fong, the pretty young guy. Dear Abby was on the payroll of the American Medical Association to say bad things about chiropractic. This was found out in, 19, in the 70s. So there's been a lot, a lot of history there. And I think some of those myths are still kind of embedded in the medical culture, but yet they'll send their kids to me, they'll come in, but they often still won't refer. I mean, it's getting better though. It's getting better. They're coming around. Cause like, isn't it true that there's a lot of things that you can actually help with adjustments where you can eliminate medicine, you can eliminate pills and you can eliminate certain things just by adjusting it for a period of time. Do you know what? Um, medic medicine is they're They're trained to find a pill for a lifestyle problem. A lot of times, um, you know, there's so many things that can be done with diet and exercise that they just don't have, perhaps they don't have time or the skill set or the knowledge uh, to counsel people on, or maybe the time to counsel people on things like that.
but so many things can be solved with lifestyle. So it's not just adjusting. It's also about lifestyle factors. Like we know so much more now about say how carbohydrates affect um, our, our hormones, our insulin. Um, it's, it's never been an easier time to get fit and get healthy without drugs. We know so much more than we knew even 10 years ago. So, um, but that's just not their wheelhouse. They, they're, they're, if I'm in a car accident and my, uh, uh, I'm, I'm bleeding, I want to go see a, a emergency room and that's where medicine really shines. Right. I mean, the emergency medicine, but in terms of chronic disease, um, that can be prevented with lifestyle. I, I just, it's just not their wheelhouse in my opinion. Now, before you kind of mentioned about certain myths, what are the top three myths about chiropractic that you should uh, debunk right now? Number one, once you start, you have to keep going. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not true. It is, I always say it's kind of like exercise. Once you start exercising, you're feeling good. It's a good idea to continue it. Um, but if you decide to stop, you're not worse off for having done it. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. You don't have to keep going, but it's a good idea, like you said, to get, get tune-ups. Uh, we do try to minimize it, uh, give people exercises and things and lifestyle things they can do at home so they don't have to come in as often. But uh, if you want to keep everything working perfectly, tune-ups are a good idea. But again, you're not worse off for having not done it. Number two, um, neck adjusting and strokes. Um, that was a myth that was um, uh, that is caused from a selection bias. Um, people with neck pain often come see chiropractors, right? And one of the first symptoms of a of a neck uh, neck stroke is um, is neck pain. I had a case where a fella came in with neck pain, uh, and he also had some numbness in his face. Hey, I did a, a neuro test, sent him to the emerge right away. He uh, I got a phone call a couple of days later saying that I caused a stroke on him. I, I said, what? I said, I just did the exam and sent him to you. And then he hung up. That was the emergency room doctor trying, you know, thinking that I caused it, mm -hmm. but actually I'm the one that sent him to him. So, I mean that, but that's a selection bias when people have that. It's yes, there's an association because the patient had neck pain and happened to see a chiropractor, but because um, it went to a full stroke, it had nothing to do with having seen a chiropractor. Number three, hmm. I guess just the popping noise. Some people think the popping noise is bone grinding on bone, but it's just really an air bubble forming inside the joint. Just like when people crack their knuckles, it's just an air bubble forming in there. It can't go anywhere and hurt you. Um, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't matter if you're tense during the adjustment, the adjustment will work just fine. Um, I guess those would be the top three. Awesome. Now, I've always had this question in my mind as I'm on that table. How do you know which joint or which vertebrae or which joint uh, connection is actually adjusting when you're still holding my head and you're still just twisting my head? You're forgetting about your exam. We did an exam on you on the first day. That was a long appointment. It was about 40 minutes you're in the office. We did a thermal scan, EMG scan. We might even have done x-rays on you. I'm not sure. And um, then we did a re-exam after your first phase of care. Um, so I write it all down exactly what's wrong on the very first day. And on the re-exam, sometimes there's changes. And, uh, but it's all written down in your file. And we're basically, we're working on those weak links that everyone has. I mean, there's 24 uh, bones in the spine, 99 joints associated with the, with the spinal column. And uh, everyone's got a weak link. And we're just zeroing in on that weak link for you every time you come in.
So you're able to pinpoint the exact location that you're adjusting. Exactly. With uh, that's why it takes. Uh, that's why it's minimum three years of science and then four years of chiropractic school. We do uh, gross anatomy, just like medical doctors, where we dissect a cadaver. Um, we go through it so that we know exactly where we're uh, adjusting each time. Mm. Yep. Now, how how young of age should somebody start seeing a chiropractor on a consistent basis? I adjusted my son when he was 20 minutes old. Really? Uh, yes. Wow. He was trying, he was, his neck was stuck to the side. He was under the lights in the kind of incubator kind of thing. And uh, under the, under the UV lamp and his neck was stuck to the side. And I saw the nurses trying to pull his neck straight. And I said, excuse me. And I reached into the sides and I got on his neck and I adjusted his neck and then he's, he relaxed and he opened up and his, his neck and it was, they, they called security, but we called, we were able to calm <laughs> down eventually, but Typically, I don't adjust kids manually. I have an instrument called an activator, which sends just a little impulse into the joint. Mm-hmm. It's very, very gentle. Um, only in uh, severe cases, like happened to be my son, mm-hmm. uh, where I and I didn't have an activator handy, um, where I adjusted him manually. So yeah, right away. Wow, that's yeah. that's incredible. We say in the business, tomb, a womb to the tomb, get adjusted. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you actually started your practice soon after you graduated yes i um i was in a lot of debt i mean i i had to get get to work i always wanted to take that year off and backpack with a backpack through europe but you know when i graduated i this is 25 years ago i mean i i owed a lot of money uh to my parents and to the government so i get went right to work i worked for a guy in uh dr um oh my gosh name's escaping me now uh, in, in Fort Saskatchewan though, Dr. Jones, Roger Jones, fantastic fellow, my mentor as well. And he taught me a lot about practice, which is why I'm, I've got my other clinic too. I have two clinics, as you know, and, and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying passing that torch on to these y- new young guys. Mm-hmm. Now, is that common? Is it common for people to jump right into opening their own practice or kind of work with somebody else first? Tell you what, it's risky because when you uh, when you take out more money, when you owe lots of money after after eight years of school, um, and hey, and I missed the yellow page ad back in the yellow pages were the only way to get your number out there. Yeah, I missed the deadline by a week, and I uh, was going door to door between. Well, I had maybe one or two patients a day, but just putting my my phone number in people's mailboxes <laughs> so that the people in the area knew I was there. Um, so yeah, it, it's risky, and so most. Uh, associate for a while, which I think is a good idea because then you can learn from someone who's been uh, adjusting for a while. Because honestly, when you first graduate, I mean, I don't know, some of them, some of these new grads are pretty darn good, but I was terrible at adjusting when I graduated. I had a lot to learn. I had a lot to learn. Uh, And that's what also made it worse. I was, I would get new patients, but I would refer them out because uh, I knew there was someone who could do it better than me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's, that's kind of, that's kind of hard to admit to though, eh? It was, it was tough. It wasn't until I had this one patient. She just loved me. I don't know why I said, Gail, I think you should go see uh, Dr. Watson. He's he'll be able to do this better than me. She said, no, Daryl, you can do it. I know you can do it. And so I'm like, okay, I'll keep going Gail, but I don't know. Now, now for someone who jumped right into having your own practice, was it because you also had some uh, like kind of want to be in business on your own? Yeah, you know what? My dad was uh, always an entrepreneur and uh, he had everything from motels, hotels, um, Dairy Queen. He had a 
bingo hall and he had a building company. He's done a lot of stuff. And so I guess I, I come from an entrepreneurial background for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, and I'm, I'm pretty good at that side of it too, just to make sure everything, you know, with staffing and things like that and yes. um, making sure everything's balancing. And yeah, I'm, I have that side of me as well. And now you mentioned before you had that mentor that you worked with and how, how important is having that mentor with you from a the chiropractic standpoint and also from a business standpoint? He wasn't, um, from a business standpoint, he wasn't really a mentor. He was an awesome doctor. Um, so he, he really coached me in um, how to take care of people. Um, you know, you, you wear different hats when you're, uh, uh, have a, have a practice because you have to be a doctor first. You have to care for people. You, you have to be a place that you'd refer your grandma to. <laughs> that's my, that, that's my litmus test with all my, my associates. I said, if you wouldn't refer your grandma to you, you're not doing a good job. So to make sure you can, you can say that to yourself and look yourself in the mirror every day. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say is the best business advice that you've ever gotten from, from your father? Oh, <laughs> He was just, he was a tenacious worker. That's what it is. And I've been told from friends, Daryl, you always outwork everybody. Like, um, I just, I can work hard and, and I can focus. Um, if uh, there was just no dilly dallying in our house, um, it was, it was, uh, get to work or you just have to work longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you're, you're a three-time Ironman. Yeah, you've represented is it Canada for the World Championships? I did, yeah. And uh, how was that experience? And being a chiropractor, was there a different way of training for that type of race? Uh, you know, that's I was training about seventeen hours a week for that race. Um, fortunately, I you know as a, as a chiropractor, we are are part of our. Um, it's not just adjusting people, right? With chiropractic, it's about lifestyle. And so you'll very rarely, rarely find a chiropractor that works 40 hours a week. We all work around 30, 30 hours a week, actually in practice with patients, uh, because we want to make sure we have balance in our life. Uh, so I take, uh, I don't work Monday morning. I don't work Friday afternoon. I take two and a half hours for lunch on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so that I can take care of my body. And that was enough time uh, to train for an Ironman and qualify for world championships. Um, now with children, not so much. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's the trade-off. That's not a trade-off. It's a change of priorities. Right. Um, but it, it's, it's, uh, I, I really enjoy the nuts and bolts of how, uh, training magic works. Um, so I, I did a lot of reading on making my training efficient. And I think that's a lesson for people is making sure you're working efficiently too. Cause I mean, you don't want to be doing junk miles on, on, the. Uh, when you're training, if you have limited time and you don't want to be wasting time in business either. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things people make a mistake of doing is doing what's easy. Um, you know what? I always say you are what you think about most of the time. And if you're wasting time on online doing things that aren't productive, when you have other stuff to do, that's what you are. You're a time waster. If you're, if you, if you feel like if you got to take care of your finances or check your stocks or your mutual funds, but you don't want to do the work of looking through uh, balance sheets. Instead, you'd rather clean your garage. You're a garage cleaner. You're not an investor. So, I mean, you got to do the things that are most important. I mean, that garage can wait. If, if you got to make a move uh, in your, in your business, you gotta, you gotta focus on that. 
Otherwise, that's not where you are. Or you could always delegate it out and hire it out for somebody else to work on, right? That's right. That's right. Every job you look at, you got to make a decision. Is it worth my time? Can I do a good job? Can someone else do a better job? Is my time better spent somewhere else? Mm-hmm. So as of right now, what is your 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 biggest passion? What is What excites you right now in either chiropractic or in your personal life? Oh, gee, it's, uh, I would say it's, it's uh, finding that balance right now. You know, that sounds kind of cliche, but you know, courage is made of two things. You can, it's, it's part being reckless and it's part being fearful in the middle, there's courage. And when you can get that middle ground in life where you're working on all the facets of your life, um, most people focus so much on their, their bank account and their career and everything else can fall by the wayside. You know, there's no, there's no success outside the home that'll make up for a lack of success inside the home. So I think that in my, my experience, that's where you got to focus is make sure your home is a refuge. Your home is a great, is a great place to be. So I'm passionate about um, my family life being phenomenal. I'm passionate about my practice being phenomenal. And I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about my finances being phenomenal and my health being phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all about trying to make sure I'm balancing those things in the right proportion. So nothing suffers. That's well, what I'm that, That's very important. Balance is absolutely important with, because lots of people focus so, so hard on one thing that something else completely topples over and yeah. then you don't know what happens. You know what? Yeah. And if, if you, you know, every, every year when I used to have a daytime or anyway, now I write it on my computer, but I, I always write mind, body, spirit at the start of every month. And every year I circle one of them for the year. And I, cause I always, I reflect I usually start in December reflecting on my year because I want to make the change to January 1. So I start thinking about it December 1. What do I want to focus on next year? Last year, say I built a house. We built a house one year. We're focusing on stuff all the time. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Stuff you got to buy. Money, money, money. I, it, it, was, it was draining. So the next year, my focus is on my spirituality. Uh-huh. So mind, body, spirit was on the page. All three are still important, but I circled spirit. I'm working on my spirit that year more so than the other ones to try and get that balance back, get my, get that side of me back. So that's, that's how I handle it. Mm-hmm. Now for a person who runs Ironmans, you have a, an athletic mindset, you yeah. have a business mindset, yet yeah. you also have a very left brain doctor's mindset. Yeah. So between the three, which one do you think governs the most? Oh, I, I would say I, I've become a natural exerciser. I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, so there was the, it was the doctor mindset, the athletic mindset. And what was the third one? The entrepreneur business mindset. Entrepreneur. I don't think I have a dominance. I think, I think I'm, I'm I think I'm, I'm always working to keep them in balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity for my, my own sake, can you do your own adjustment? On myself? Yeah. No, I go see somebody. <laughs> I, Okay, everyone wants to know who's the chiropractor's chiropractor. <laughs> you're, you're a product of the product, so. Yeah, I go see my associates at, uh, at, at South Center Clinic, uh, or I'll see my a dear friend, Dr. Ken, at uh, White Mud Crossing. I'll go see uh, either of those guys. They're all great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, now, when it comes to people who go, you know what, I don't need to go see a chiropractor. Uh, it's something that's on the bottom of my list. 
what would you recommend them for a daily basis of either exercise or lifestyle? You know what? They're, I once went to, to a, when a patient's been with me a long time and then they have to go to the senior's home, sometimes I'll go visit them in the senior's home. And I had this patient um, go to the senior's home and I, I, I'm looking, going through the hallways and I'm seeing all these people, they're bent over to the side, they're over. No one was, it was looking really, it, it was a little bit rough in that place. And then I saw my guy way out at the back, he's standing tall, looking good and smiling. He was looking awesome. These little, these little things that go down that, that, that you can't see maybe, but a chiropractor could, um, these little asymmetries, man, they amplify when you get older. Because you, as you lose muscle mass, you can't compensate anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think absolutely anyone with a spine should get it checked just to make sure it's okay. Um, and if there invariably are a few problems, I think I've had one, one patient in 20 years where I said, you know what, I can't find anything wrong. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen because everyone has stress. Stress is what causes subluxations. So that's the fixations or distortions in the spine. And stress comes in many forms, emotional stress, chemical stress, poor diet, and physical stress. Everyone thinks about the physical stress, but usually it's the emotional stress that causes most of the problems in the spine because that's where we, we store a lot, of, a lot of issues. And it's behind you. No one can see it. I say, I always say, if the spine was on your face, you'd take better care of it. <laughs> but it's behind you. So you have to have someone step behind you that knows what they're looking at to say, okay, is there a problem? Where is it with the scans, x-rays? Um, so in terms of, there is nobody that shouldn't see a chiropractor. If you have teeth, you should see a dentist. If you have eyes, you should see an optometrist. If you have a spine, you should get a check by a chiropractor. But outside of that, caring for your spine is, you know, all the, you know, common sense, things like ergonomics, that's the physical side, but emotionally, um, surrounding yourself with emotionally, uh, positive people, um, you know, that saying, God, give me the wisdom to know what the difference is between things I can change and things I cannot. And, mm -hmm. um, but if you're, if you're positive, you're eating right, you're exercising properly, you know, that, that'll optimize your health. That'll optimize your spine, uh, and your health, of course. Very, very important. And a lot of stuff that you said there about just being with positive people, just being with in the mindset of releasing your stress and, uh, having that balance and all that kind of stuff. That's what business mindset is all about as well. So um, obviously you've applied it in your business and in your personal life as well and in your practice. Now you talked about stress. Would you say you're a person who has very minimal stress? And then when it comes to challenges, how do you face those challenges so that you don't have stress? Gratitude. Just gratitude. I am just so thankful uh, for everything that's going right. When things are going wrong, I'm grateful that my kidneys work. I'm grateful that my heart works. I'm grateful that my legs work. Uh, I used to run this one route when I used to be a Clonora Club member. And I always ran by this guy, this fellow that was always always admiring the nature and he his legs didn't work. He was in a wheelchair. And I, I said hi every day to that guy. And I, I, I always felt guilty running past them because I, but it, it, it because he couldn't run, right? And, and but it made me grateful. And so that's how I deal with stress is I'm grateful um, for what everything, everything that is going right. And, um, you know, and at the end of the day, thy will be done. Mm -hmm. So how does somebody like you wake up in the morning and start the day? How, how does it start off right? 
I like to uh, get up a little before the kids. Um, if I if I if I did it right, I'll go for a swim and uh, read something positive. Um, just even if it's just ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then I get the uh, start get breakfast going, and um, so I'm making sure I'm helping my wife with that part. And then I just like enjoy my time with my children in the morning. We make sure we give ourselves lots of time so there's no rushing or yelling. Mm-hmm. Not always like that, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's always the goal. And, uh, and then I, I enjoy my ride in. I'm a podcast junkie uh, on my ride in. I, I avoid the news. I try to listen to a positive podcast on my way in. And um, that's a day in the life. And usually uh, if, I, if it's a lunch break day, I'll, I'll drive home again and uh and uh work out have a uh my famous arugula salad for lunch wow. and uh shower up and how ha- i'll be fresh for my afternoon sounds sounds like an amazing life so very stressful <laughs> <laughs> it, if you had the opportunity to tell the world something a message two three sentences or whatever you want to pass on what would that message be uh, I knew you're going to ask this question, Paul. <laughs> but I, I would, I have to come back to just being grateful. I think if people, you know, what you, what you think about most of the time is what you become. So be careful of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, before I let you go, uh, I do have five quick questions for you. And I know yeah. you've been studying my podcast, so uh, yes. you're, you kind of know what's coming up. So the first question for you is, if you had a chance to run with anybody in the world, who would you want to run with? Pope John Paul II. Wow. You have, you have John Paul II in your living room and he's hungry. What are you going to serve him? I make an awesome pizza night every Sunday. So I'd probably make him uh, an arugula pizza. Mm-hmm. Good. Now you get to do an adjustment on any fictional character. Which fictional character do you wish to walk through your doors and go, I need help? That would give you the best story in the world. (laughs) Superman. (laughs) You need some kryptonite gloves to get that done. One food that you would like to eat for the rest of your life with no consequence. Oh, I'm, I'm going back to the homemade pizza. Wow. I, I do mix in whole wheat flour, so it's not that bad. <laughs> I said no consequence and you still go healthy. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and last question is what is success like? And got three random items. Give me a number between one to three. Uh, we're going to go three. One, two, three. So how is success like boxer shorts? Oh, that's, that's, that's easy. Because <laughs> um, when they're worn right, they feel really comfortable. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> success is right. It feels good. It does. And you know what I mean by that is like success, I don't think is having the most money or, or whatever it's about if, cause if you're grateful, you're, you're going to be comfortable wherever you're at and you, you won't, you won't need stuff to, to make yourself feel better about yourself. 
you have that cushion in your account and and you're because you're grateful for where you're at in other areas of your life well awesome thank you very much for your time and you being on this show and thank you for choosing this show to be on oh it was my pleasure thank you so much for helping me uh increase my circle of influence even if it's just a bit i appreciate it awesome do you have any final words and also if anybody wants to find you or talk to you or reach out to you what's the best way uh, you know, get on our website. Uh, it's wellnessdoc.ca, uh, wellnessdoc.ca, and uh, ask a question if you like, and peruse our website, and uh, or or uh, and I always get those emails. Awesome. Well, for everybody out there, if you're in the Edmonton area, go and find him. He does wonders on your back, and you, I, I guarantee you'll feel a lot better. <laughs> so my name is Fong Chua. He is Dr. Daryl Morin. And until next time, today is the day to unlock your peak potential. We'll see you late, later. Good job.